Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Uh, but let me welcome in somebody who I definitely want to have a conversation with, and I'm having trouble with my camera, so I can't see him. Uh, but I want to welcome him to the show. He is. Hey, Karen. Uh, I said, let me introduce you properly, sir. Uh, we All followed right. him throughout the George. Uh, it's not the George Floyd. It's George Floyd murder trial of Derek Chauvin. We followed him because I felt like he put together a masterful, masterful uh, case to bring just a modicum of justice. There I am. A modicum of justice uh, in the midst of, of a whole lot of pain. And he's he's out there right now. To me, um, you left Congress. You left Congress to, in my opinion, do something even more important, which was to stand in that gap and to fight for justice. And you're running again. So I want to welcome you to the show. You're going to always be representative to me because you do represent. Let me welcome Keith Ellison to the Karen Hunter show. Hi. Hey, how you doing, Karen? I'm good. I'm good, brother. I'm happy. You look happy. You sound you sound light. Uh, you know, hanging out with you when you were in Congress, that was heavy. It was a heavy time. You were tired, you know, constantly campaigning, but more importantly, you know, battling these folk to just try to have a consensus, which, so do you miss it? No. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that there's those guys are doing it. The thing about Congress is that you fight, 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 and then so seldom do you get anywhere. That's the way it feels to me. But I admire people who are doing it. I, I tell you, like, for example, just today, today, uh, we just got a ruling from the court where the judge basically found that uh, all these um, African-American moms had been um, treated terribly by this landlord, and the judge ruled in their favor. We brought the case, and uh, that's just something that wouldn't happen in, in, uh, if I was in Congress. If I was in Congress you know, probably the attorney general wouldn't be involved in landlord-tenant stuff. But we saw this landlord who had multiple properties and uh, just was treating people really, really horribly. And um, we were able to sue him, take him to court, get some justice for the victims. Whereas in Congress, you can go on the House floor and talk about it, but can you really do anything about it? Not really. You can say it's wrong, but you can't do much. So I like being able to do stuff. Yeah. So that's why this job's better. I know that me. about you. I know that about you. Um, yesterday, we, we had a really uh, spirited conversation about the state of our union. And I was particularly angry because I feel like we don't show up for the elections that matter. And we don't have a, a really uh, good civics understanding about uh, what's really impacting our lives. So. You know, we won't show up for attorney general races, for judges. Judge Schroeder, set him loose, Bruce Schroeder, elected, (laughs) right, and ran unopposed to six-year terms. So we're talking about back-to-back-to-back, six-year terms. Nobody's running against him. And, of course, he, you know, he wins because there's nobody running against him. So we're not even showing up for those elections to make sure somebody's running against them, number one, but that we're voting because we see elections have consequences as this judge to me is making a mockery of anything that makes any sense in this country. But but you're watching all of these cases play out now as the attorney general running for reelection. Give us some insight into what's happening and 
let me just stop there because I love a- asking compound questions. Let me give you a chance to breathe. Give us some insight into what you're seeing play out uh, nationally. Well, I really think that we're in the middle of two things. We we went from a Jim Crow to society and we now have a multiracial democracy and we have not made the conversion yet, right? So we lived for 250 years as a slave holding nation, a hundred years as a Jim Crow society. Then we switch over in the 1960s to a multiracial inclusive society. And yet we have relics and vestiges and holdouts and a lot of folks who just like it the old way. And, uh, you know, in these particular cases, these cases are critical. I mean, the Arbery case is playing out, the Rittenauer case is playing out, uh, and there will be more coming up, you know? Uh, and so, uh, uh, quite honestly, I'd say that you've got to participate in jury selection. Don't ever be the one looking for a way out of it because, you know, your your participation may be the only thing that ensures that the case is uh, handled in a fair way. And I would certainly say that if you're uh, in the in the in the journalism business as you are, Karen, you got to tell the story or people won't know it. They operate on assumption. They'll operate on stereotype. They'll operate on the basis of ignorance. Uh, but we've got to stay involved because this this struggle for a just society, a just inclusive society, is still on. And uh, you, we're, we're watching it play out. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison is with us. He announced today he's running for re-election. Uh, uh, and in your backyard, you have not just Derek Chauvin, who was convicted under your tutelage. The other three officers, are their, their trial's coming up as well. What what can we expect yeah. from that? And what's your strategy? Well, now, don't give away too much, but you know, how is this going to play out differently or similarly, in your opinion? Well, you know, um, we're not, the judges don't allow lawyers like me to say anything that could potentially influence a jury. So I'm not really at liberty to speak freely as I might after the trial. I will be able to, I, I can say this, they are, they are charged with, um, the same charges as Chauvin was, uh, and they are also charged with aiding and abetting. And uh, under the law, uh, if in Minnesota, if you if someone commits a crime, and you assist them in the commission of that crime, knowingly, you're you're responsible like they are. And Walker's... so that. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. So that's that's what it is. I mean, that case is set for jury trial on March eighth. We'll see, they're also charged in federal court for federal civil rights violations, all, all of them. Uh, and uh, the, that case is proceeding parallel as well. And so those three guys uh, have uh, their hands full. Um, what? You're, you're running for attorney general again. You won. Yeah. Um, what does the attorney general do for people? Because again, civics one hundred one, civics one hundred one is like we like Congress. Why don't they just do X, Y, and Z? Well, Congress just can't do whatever it is we want them to do. The president should blah 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 blah. Well, the president really has very specific duties, and it's really three. Uh, it's not he's not king or she's not queen. What is an attorney general? And you know, 
why why is this position important for people who are listening? So here's the thing about the the attorney general. Uh, every single state has one, plus several territories uh, connected to the United States have them. You know, di- di- uh, District of Columbia, the uh, Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands, Guam have them. Forty-three of the total are elected by the people, uh, as I am. And uh, this is an old historic job. Uh, it's been around for literally hundreds of years. It preceded the United States to carry over from England. Uh, and uh, what is the attorney general? The chief law officer of the state. So um, the thing is, is that I represent uh, the people of the state of Minnesota. And so if, if, if there's somebody who is engaging any sort of fraud, misrepresentation, uh, you know, anything like that, I can sue them on behalf of the people of the state of Minnesota. So uh, I just got through talking about how we just successfully sued this this uh, crappy landlord who has like literally lots and lots of properties. Uh, his name's Stephen Meldahl. And uh, if you look at, if you saw this document, it would say state of Minnesota by its attorney general, Keith Ellison. So I'm in legally entitled to sue on the behalf of the people of the state. And but the, the other thing I do is I represent state agencies. So the Department of Corrections, Department of Veterans Affairs, Department of Transportation, Departments of Human Rights, these are all my clients. The Board of Medical Licensing, the Board of Animal Husbandry, I represent them all. Uh, I also represent the people of the state of Minnesota before the Public Utilities Commission. Now, folks listening might say, well, what's that? Well, you know them. You may not know them, but you, but you know them. You get an energy bill, heating bill, light bill, that is a utility. And uh, what rates you pay are determined by the Public Utilities Commission. And your advocate is me in the state of Minnesota. And in New York, it's Tish James. And uh, and in uh, you know Nevada, it's Aaron Ford, and you know, and in uh, you know, in, in 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 depending on where you are, Josh Shapiro in in Pennsylvania, and so the Attorney General often is the prosecutor of last resort. Meaning, if the local county attorney for some reason can't do the case, the AG gets the case. So in my particular case. Uh, you know, County Attorney, Hennepin County Attorney Mike Friedman said, look, I need you to take this case. And I, I said, of course, we're going to trial on Jul- on on November 30th in the Kim Potter case. I don't know yes. if, if you all taser, were watching. Taser, Taser, Taser. That's the Taser, yeah. Taser, Taser officer that shot uh, when she was uh, supposedly pulling out a Taser, but shot a, an unarmed person. Yeah, Dante Wright was the victim in that situation. So that case is live uh, on November 30th. Uh, and uh, again, as I mentioned before, they don't allow me to talk all about it, but the, the allegations are first degree manslaughter and second degree manslaughter. Um, you can, you, you know, if you kill somebody and it's unintentional, uh, the law does, does allow for you to be held accountable if your level of, of, of negligence is, is, it rises to the level of culpability. Um, and uh, that is what we're alleging in this case. Uh, as as you're talking, I'm also I, I believe the person that shot J- Jacob Blake, the uh, police officer, was 
uh, not charged. Your your right. job is to so so I think about Breonna Taylor. You know, right. Daniel Cameron in that case was the AG who had the opportunity to bring charges, but yep. did not. So, right. How do you decide when to bring charges and when not to? Very uh, simple. Very simple. If you break the law, I want to bring charges, and if you don't, then I'm not. And so, the thing is, is that uh, I don't. I, I believe there's one standard of justice. I don't believe that uh, you get to be above the law. So some people think that the position of police officers is such that if they commit a crime, then they, they get a pass. And I don't think that's the way the law should work. At the same time, there's some people who think that someone like George Floyd is so beneath the law that he, does, we're not gonna, that he doesn't enjoy the protection of the law because he's not he's not good enough basically to get the full protection of the law. And I, I reject that. So to, in my view, uh, one standard justice, uh, nobody's above the law, nobody's beneath it. You break it. You're going to have to answer for that. That's the way I see it. This uh, second term that you're running for is a four year. It's a four year. seat. Yep. What there is. Uh, what are you proposing for the, the, the people of Minnesota that you're going to do differently? Or is this just do more of what you did when you made promises? Did you keep all your promises, Keith Ellison? Oh, you know, I did. Absolutely. We told the folks we were going to do more. We told the people we were going to do two things, two things. One, two. First thing, help people afford their lives. And what does that mean? Well, if you can't afford your insulin, you can't afford your life. If you can't afford your pharmaceutical drugs, you can't afford your life. There was a case of a kid who uh, couldn't afford his insulin uh, and uh, had to ration it. Uh, he went into ketoacidosis and died because he could not afford his medication. Um, that disgusted me to the point where I just felt we had to, you know, sue some of these insulin manufacturers. We did that. We did that. We're doing that. We're suing some generic drug manufacturers who are engaging in price fixing, illegal drug, uh, hiking the prices up. People can't afford them. Uh, we're suing the opioid manufacturers. In fact, we're resolving those cases right now. Uh, and uh, we sued Juul, the vaping company. We sued ExxonMobil. We oh, sued wow. Kate, uh, 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 Comcast, CenturyLink, Frontier, for people who get, if they give you really bad cable service or internet service. Uh, we're suing Facebook, Google. We're, you know, we're 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 going after the folks who are not treating customers right. We also set up a wage theft unit. What does that mean? Let me tell you something. If you took the robbery, larceny, and theft and added it all up in the amount of value value of things stolen in a given year, it would not come anywhere close to the amount of money employers steal from workers every day. Right? You're talking about payroll uh, taxes. Well, I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, in, um, unemployment insurance fraud. I'm talking about just shorten your check. I'm talking about fixing your 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 um you know your um you know your you know the payroll machine. You stick your check in and it punches it. You know, they they sometimes fix the numbers on that so that if you don't um, if you get in at say one o'clock. Um, uh, You'll find yourself, uh, you know, 
they'll, they'll steal about six or seven minutes from you every single day. And at the end of the week, you know, you, they might've stole an hour or two from you. They did it from all uh, 500 people who work at your office. And next thing you know, they're work, walking away with a bundle by stealing a little bit from a lot of people. So we, there's that, there's what you call misclassification. You know, it's, it's like, uh, they're saying that, look, you're an independent contractor, you own your own business. Oh, but you gotta wear my uniform, drive a truck with my insignia on it. You can only work for me and I provide the tools, but I don't have to pay none of your taxes, none of your insurance, none of your nothing because you're an independent contractor. Not really, you know, that's misclassification and it allows the, and that's, sort of, that's wage theft, right? So, you know, there's a lot of ways where we, uh, you know, try to handle these case, cases, but the bottom line is, people are entitled to the money they make. And I just, we just resolved the case about a week ago where we got about a, we made an employer pay back about a quarter million dollars wow. for workers uh, who they just systematically stole from these workers. And uh, the, these workers are like, I need my money, man. You know, uh, and, and cause they, none of them were high wage. Um, and so there's a lot of things that we're doing. We started, we did some stuff on criminal justice reform. I said, we're trying to help people afford their lives. So we're working on economics. But the other thing that we're doing as we're working on dignity, safety, and respect. You know, as you know, I am a prosecutor. So we prosecute, you know, people who commit offenses, private citizens, people who hold public offices too. Uh, we will not allow public corruption, but we also uh, have developed a group that is prosecuting uh, sex trafficking uh, in Minnesota and across this country. A lot of Black and Indigenous and Latino women uh, are, are trafficked, they're missing, they're murdered, and we're setting up a group to do something about it because we, we're not going to tolerate that. And, uh, and today, uh, uh, yesterday, actually, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden signed into executive order um, aimed at this very thing, Native Americans who are targeted, uh, violent, targeted violent crimes at a rate, of course, much higher than the national average. More than 5.6 right. million people identify as Native Americans in this country uh, from the last census. And President Biden uh, put this into, to, because right now you can go on a reservation, drag somebody off, you can kill them, you can rape them, you can dis you know, disappear them. And as soon as you step off the reservation, they, there's no recourse. I, I read this. I was like, "How? this is an old law, right, uh, that harkens back to, I guess, the Trail of Tears. And it just left this population extremely vulnerable in this country where yeah. people can do with impunity. Imagine, you know, traffickers and, and nefarious people being able to go onto a reservation and snatch somebody off and have no – there's no, no way to, to hold them accountable. So how important is this executive order? It's critical. I mean, it helps. It, one, it helps uh, women who are being abused in traffic right now, but it also sets a tone for the rest of the country. Because, you know, our criminal justice system, by who it prosecutes or doesn't prosecute, and who, what victims it views important and doesn't view important, says a lot. And if somebody can commit crimes against in, indigenous young women or, or, and, and girls, and they know that, well, you know, it might be what I, against the law what I'm doing, but nobody really cares about them. Then people will do it. And, you know, uh, we're not we're, we're saying it's not going to happen. Not around here. You know, so this is the kind of thing. So the so the president's action is really important. And, uh, you know, Deb Halland, who is the the commissioner of the, uh, you know, the Department of the Interior, 
first Native American to hold a a national uh, you know cabinet level post. You know she has made this a big deal. She's an indigenous woman, Native American woman from New Mexico, and she has made this a big thing. And I'm glad uh, that that the president's listening to her. But you know we all on criminal justice. We also did some other stuff, Karen. We started a a thing called the Conviction Integrity Unit. So if you say you have credible evidence that you are innocent, we're saying, okay, let's let's look at it. We don't want anybody innocent in prison in Minnesota. No innocent people. We want them out. We don't want any innocent people in prison. So we have the Conviction Integrity Unit that is looking at cases. And we will look at your case again. And maybe, and you know, we, we're, we're looking for the day when we can free the innocent, right? And so that we did that, we set up a statewide expungement program because you are not the worst thing you ever did. And, you know, maybe 10, 20 years ago, you sold some, some few rocks here and there. I'm not saying it's okay to sell drugs. I think it's bad. But if you've never been in trouble since then, why should that thing hang on your record when you're trying to live a straight life and you can't get a job, you can't get an apartment, you need an expungement. And so we set up a statewide expungement program for free, that's free, right? So you don't, you don't have to pay. We will help you get that expungement and you just go on our website and fill out the fields and, and we'll see what we can do to help you. We can't expunge everything. We cannot expunge no crim sex cases. We cannot, but those old drug cases, old theft cases, these cases that, you know, you're, you're in your 40s, you're in your 50s, you ain't been in trouble in a long time. You know, we got cases where people got stuff when they were 18, 19 years old, and they're over here in their 50s trying to get a better job, can't get one because of that old felony. And we're like, you know, come on, second chance, man. This second common chance. sense, This common sense should be the model. And if you're yeah. living right now in a state where you do not, do not have an attorney general that is uh, thinking about you in this way, time to get up and, and make sure that there's candidates out there running so that you can vote for somebody like Keith Ellison, who today uh, announced his re-election uh, campaign. So uh, what's going? What, what are you adding to the mix? You did the one-two. You going to keep with the one-two? Are you adding a three? You adding a third thing? Oh, um, what else we got cooking? Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I tell you this, you know, we're, we're you know, the another thing that we're doing in the area of, of criminal justice is we are working on hate crimes a lot, right? We, we definitely believe that it is critical to make sure that everybody can walk through this state and not, and, and they don't have to fear because they're black or Asian or gay or, or whatever, you know, so we're addressing these hate crimes. You know, we had a bombing up here, Karen, where some racists came up and bombed a mosque in Bloomington, Minnesota. And they're not the only ones. You know, we, we I mean, Trump never said a word about it, uh, but uh, we got these folks out here. So we're trying to make sure we're working on that. Uh, you know, there's just a range of things, but we want economic security, dignity, safety, and respect. Those are the main things we do every single day. We represent the people of the state of Minnesota, the agencies, and as attorney general, you know, we've been able to, you know, impact justice. Like I said, normally you don't see attorneys general working on landlord tenant stuff, but if the landlord's big enough, there's nothing to stop us from doing it. We've done it. We're going to do more because housing is so fundamental. 
I mean, if you if you don't have a place to live, you got a lot of problems, right? It's hard to stay clean if you're living on the street. It's hard to stay employed if you're living on the street. It's hard to do anything. I mean, the shelters, that's no real answer. Not really. You need a place to stay. And a lot of folks, lower income people, uh, when the landlords know that the rental market is super tight, they're like, no, we ain't fixing nothing because uh, where are you going to go? You know, and plus you already get, might have something on your record. So we're just going to let you live among the filth and the roaches and the rats and the bad and the unrepaired things. Your attorney general could maybe do something about this. If you don't live in Minnesota, you should call your attorney general. And if you do live in Minnesota, call me and we'll do something about it. And you could reach us at ag.state.mn.us. ag.state.mn.us. Fill out, you know, fill, you know, make a complaint to us if you feel that there's anything unfair happening to you, and we will do something about it. Well, I want to th- say, well, first of all, thank you for for making that shift. Uh, you, you know, I, I feel when I when I heard you were leaving Congress to do this, and I was like, this makes so much sense. And we all live someplace, as I say every day. You're actually doing something to impact the place, the state in which you live, uh, to make it better for everybody. You know, um, and this is amazing. Congratulations. Uh, I feel like, you you know, this is going to be a good second term for you, I think, you know, but you still got to run the race. So, uh, you know, you you have an open seat here and I'm just, you know, incredibly proud of you. And I pray that you and your family are doing well, your children, uh, one of whom inspired you to do this. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Karen Hunter. Yes. Bless you, Karen Hunter. Thank you. Thank you, sister. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. Keith Ellison, y'all, if you're in Minnesota, uh, vote for him. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm endorsing him because I know there you the go. Man, that's right. He does what he says he's going to do and he could be held accountable. So I like that too. Thank you. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter show live every Monday through Friday at 3 PM East on Sirius XM urban view channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.